I'll share today an uh, Indian which is love dafke related to the Rambam of Yem Hamishi, but the Klolos Alinyanim that we're learning about uh, in these days, the Hilchas Chiras, the Hilchas Shela Bebekodin, the Dini Shamrim. And the Dini Shamrim touch to some extent also to the Dini from Gzela and Mazik. Now there's a Klolos Dike Indian about Gzela. That the din is that if an object was stolen and was worth a certain amount, so it was all worth one one dollar, and at the time of uh, when the ganav is caught, he has to pay back. It's worth four dollars. How much does the ganav have to pay? So from the Gemara in in Babakame, in several places, it's clear that you pay kishas agzela. The Ganav pays the value that it was worth at the time when he stole it. We're talking about the object is not around. If the object is around, obviously the owner says, this is my thing, I take it back. Whatever the value is now. We're talking about when the object is not around. It's lost, it's not available. So the Ganav has to pay back the value. What value does he pay back? Does he pay back the value that it's worth now during the time of payment? Or does it pay the value of the time that it was worth when he stole it? So the din is kishas agzela. Kol agazloni mishalim kishas agzela. Now, we learned in the Rambam in Hilchas Chiras Perigimul about a shomer who was hired to carry chavias uh, barrels of wine from one place to another, and in the process of carrying those barrels of wine, they crashed and broke due to negligence it wasn't that he deliberately damaged them they he he was carrying a load that was way too much for him to be able to handle and as a result it fell and it broke he's a parashaya the shayla is when he pays what price does he pay uh, we're talking about that the, the price of the barrel of wine when he broke it was worth one dollar and when he comes to pay it's worth more. It's worth four dollars. Does he pay the price of the time of the payment, or the price of the time when it was damaged? So it says in the Rambam, it's based on the Gemara, that he pays at the time of payment. So the Shaila is: Why is that different than Gazlonim or any Gazlin that steals? You don't make him pay the price of the time when he makes the payment. We make him pay the price of the time when he committed the crime. You pay the value of the thing, of the object, at the time of the crime, when he, when he stole it. So why not say the same thing with a shamer, that he should, he should pay the value of the time when it broke? That's the, that's the moment of the damage, the moment which, which imposed the liability on him to pay, because it broke, just like the Ganev. We don't say that. Here we say we pay the value of the time of, of when he pays, not when it broke. So in Achreinim talk about it, many Achreinim speak about this uh, difference between um, the breaking of, of somebody's vessels, somebody's property, uh, whether it's a shamer or even a mazik mamish. What would happen if somebody breaks somebody's vessels? And it's worth, at the time of the breaking, one dollar. When it comes to pay, a few days later, it's worth more. How much does he pay? Does he pay the price of the time when it was broken, or when he broke it, or at the time when, when he's paying them?
so the there's a the Machnefraim in Hilchad Nizkemom in the first simon has a long discussion on that very question. In the Briggs there's Rambam. The Rambam says that you pay that the Shemer who was Pesheya and the barrels broke because of his own negligence, he has to pay the price of the date when he pays, not the price that the barrels were worth at the time when they broke. And by Gzele, we say, no, no, you pay the time, the price that it was worth at the time of, of the theft, when he actually stole it. So the Chayim is a big discussion on what's the difference. Now, there's a Sikh of the Rebbe in Chelek Lamedalet, in Pasha's Ekev, about the Luchas, Moshe breaking the Luchas. And the Rebbe lays down a very important yesaid in understanding the difference between a mazik and a gazlan. And the Rebbe there explains that in Halacha we see an interesting thing that mazik is surah hanor, if you mazik something which is osabanor. See, somebody has to own something, but it's osabanor alpidin, you're not allowed to have hanor from it. So there's no benefit possible. So practically speaking, there's no economic value to it because you can't have any use for it. Any use, you can't sell it, you can't, you can't do any, no benefit. So the din is that the mazik is surah is not chayef. Uh, by Gazlin, the Rebbe says that Ganev, who steals his surah and all, like Chometz on Pesach, um, is still a Isa, is a Gzela. The Rebbe seems to argue that Mazik is not even an Isa. You didn't, you want Mazik anything, it's worthless. When it comes to Gneva, it's still a Isa Gneva. I mean, I have to pay because it's not worth anything, but you still even an Isa Gneva. And the Rebbe there, in Kuntras Achen, in Hilchas Pesach, Toflamet Hei, but the longer explains that even his surah nor the owner is still the owner. Rebbe brings other differences between gzel and mazik. We see not only by Yisra nor we also see by if you steal in order to give him back something better. So the din is that you, it's, no, it's it's uh, it's still a gzel. But mazik, the Rebbe argues there that lechayr if you mazik because you wanna. Uh, lead to something better that the person, the owner, will benefit uh, something better as a result of the hezek, then it's not an isa mazik. At any rate, the nekuda there in the sikha is, is a phenomenal nekuda, yesuid. Yesuid, which may have ramifications in many ways, on many levels in halacha, cheshem mishpat. It may explain many multiple things. Uh, when I get to the chil between mazik and gzela, the Rebbe says like this, a mazik the chiv of a mazik is because he caused a loss of economic value to the owner. It's the loss of money, the loss of value. The isek is not about value. It's about, uh, um, it's an offense to the ownership of the owner. It's a breach of ownership. In other words, even his Surah Noah, which the Alter Rebbe says that the Bailam of his Surah Noah is still the Bailam, it's still Shaloi. It's any Bershuse, but it's still Shaloi. He owns it. So when you steal it, you're offending his Bailas. It's not about the value of it. That's not what's relevant here. The Isaac Zele is about the, the, the breach of Bailas. You're depriving him of his Bailas. 
the Nekud of Mazik is that you are depreciating his economic value. The value that he owns is now being depreciated. And that explains everything. Mazik, since the whole union of Mazik is that you are depreciating his economic value, there's no economic value here. It's also about Noah, therefore there's no Din Mazik. But Gzela is the Ikenian that he's a Bailem, and you are the, you're, uh, encroaching on his Bailas. And that's here as well. You're taking it away from him, and he cannot exercise bilas. That is, uh, at least he has the bilas. He can, that he has the right to keep it, being in his possession, and that somebody else cannot take it away from him. Now, just to understand this maybe a little bit better, um, the inyafengzela is a very unusual concept in Torah. We don't find this in any other legal system. The Torah says it's a concept of kinyon exela. A guy ganves, he steals, commits a crime, takes something which is not his, and Torah says, yeah, he has certain kinyonim, certain, almost certain schusim, that if there's shinui or, or yush, there are various conditions where the result of the fact that he stole it will earn him a certain kinyon in the, in the, in the object. It's also kinyonim legaba choiva, that he's nachayv ba'ansin. There are no excuses here. If the thing is lost, you're a ganav, and while it's in your possession, it was uh, you were robbed at gunpoint. There's nothing you could have done. You still have to pay because that's the part of the kinyanic zela that it, it, you have to replace the thing at all costs, no matter what. The concept of kinyanic zela is, in a way, a breach of the bylaws of the owner. That you can, by force, wrestle away certain amount of bylaws that the owner has and take it away by stealing it from him. Moreover, the owner loses some of his bylaws because he cannot be magdished. The din is as gozl Somebody steals something from someone and the owner has not given up on it. So he still holds on and retains his ownership. But he has no power at the moment it's still in the possession of the Ganev. The owner has no power to give it to Hegdish. Why? Because it's not in his rishus. He doesn't have full control over it. Some of his bilas has been compromised. So much so that he doesn't have the power to give it away to Hektish. That's chus and that prerogative a bilam has, that he can do with his object what he wants, and donate it to Besamikdash, he cannot do this. He doesn't have that control over it. So that's a compromise in his bilas. And that is the Isaac Zela. It's an offense and affront to the bilas of the owner. Now let's go to another Indian. This Indian will give us um, a Gishmaka way to see uh, a number of concepts when I get to the Dinim of uh, Gzalem. There is a Din, as I mentioned before, that by Gazlin, if you steal, and it's worth a certain amount during the theft, and then the value goes up, by the time the, the Ganav is caught and he has to pay, we tell him he pays and the, and the object is not here, it's lost or broken, then the din is the Gazlin pays the, the, the price it was worth during the Gzela. Says the Gemara Baba Kamed of Samachay, what happens is the value went up in value, the, the object went up in value, and then the Gazlin, while it's still in his possession, uh, broke the object with his hands. 
or he stole a, a barrel of wine and he drank it. He himself drank it. The thing is, he pays the, the price that it was worth at the time he drank it, at the time that he broke the object. Why is that? He's still a gazlin. Why doesn't he pay Kishas Akzela? Here, because he broke it. If it was lost or broken by itself, then he pays the price it was worth during Akzela. means that if the object is not around, whether it broke or it got lost, you pay the price it was worth during the time of this theft. But if you, the, the gazel himself, drinks it or breaks it, Tavriya Vishasya, the Gemariya, famous Sugi, Gemariya Babakame, he pays Kishas the time that it was broken or that he drank it. For here is a Machlaikis, the Ktsais, but the Nesiv is a famous Sugya that uh, all the Yeshivas people talk about, the Ktsais and Nesivas, whether the fact that he broke the object. It makes him a mazik now. He's not chayiv. Al tzagazlin, here it's a new chayiv that kicked in. He broke it with his hands. So just because it's also a ganev, it doesn't uh, supersede his ability to also become a mazik. The object is still owned by the owner. He's mazik, something that belongs to someone else. I, he's also a gazlin at the same time. Fine. But he's chayiv al mazik. Not some mazik, you have to pay the time of the hezek. That's why he pays, if tavr vishasi, the price it was worth during the hezek. That's the ktsayis pshat. And he says he can't, and it's not because he's a ganav. Some people wanted to argue, maybe because when he drinks or when he breaks it, he makes a shinui, he's koined, because once you break it, you change its form, it's a yuvah shinui, shinui maize, shinui maize is koined. So now it becomes owned by the Ganslin because of the din of Shinui. So you're a Ganslin, you're another new Ganslin. He says he can't be a Ganav after a Ganav. A Ganav when a Ganav is not Chayef Kefal. And he brings that a longer that you can only steal something once. You can't steal after somebody stole it. He says that the series is not true. He brings Rayas. He says that when the guy breaks it or drinks it, the Ganslin drinks it, it's a new Maisek Zela. Because now he's koinet. Before he wasn't koinet. The way the Rebbe explains the Yifeng Zela, it's very geshmak, the vote of the Nesivis. The, the gather of Isaac is in the Geneva is a breach in the bylaws. It's not a chasorin kiss. It's not about the loss of money. It's about a breach in the bylaws. The breach in the bylaws can happen in several stages. First, when you steal it from him, at that moment, you have deprived him of, of a certain of a certain connection of bylaws that he has with the object. The Ganav has not kinyonic zela in it. Then with a pearl mamish when there's a shinui, you cause a further breach in his bylaws by removing it completely from his ownership. So that's another Maisek Zela. The different thing going about a Ganav is when physically you steal from another Ganav. One Ganav steals and then you physically go and steal from you haven't added anything in the breach of bylaws. The Gneva that the first guy did, did already accomplish the breach of Bailas. The second Ganav doesn't add to it. But here, this, the Tavra Vishasya, he's adding a new breach, a new level of breach in the Bailas of the owner. And that is the whole Yisrael of Gzela. Gzela is not just the physical 
removal that you cause the person to, to be deprived of his economic value, you, you know, it's a breach in the whole concept of bailas. Even Asuha no, which is has no economic value at all, but he's still the bailim, and you're either on that breach. You breached his bailas. According to that, it's, we can maybe understand better what the Machna Ephraim is talking about. Based on the Rambam, the difference between Gzele and Mazik. By Gzele we say, Kala Gazlon Mishal You pay the price of the time when he was stolen. But when it comes to Mazik, you pay the price of the time, it's the value that it's worth at the time of payment. Now, according to the Rebbe, it seems a lot more gishmak and understandable why this is so. It makes a lot more sense. The union of Gzele is a breach of Bailas. The breach of Bailas happened at the time when he stole it. That is where the offense happened. So you pay at the, at the value of that time. By Mazik, even if you were mazik it, let's say, on Monday, and it was worth $1 on Monday, when you come to pay, you're paying on Thursday night, it's worth $4. The din mazik is about replenishing the economic loss that was caused through the hezek. So at that time when you pay, your obligation is to replenish his loss. So if you were to give him back his barrel, it would be $4. His loss today is four dollars, so you have to replenish it. That's your obligation. By Ganev, it's not about replenishing his loss; it's about restoring his ownership, his bias that you had breached at the time when you stole it. I'm saying all this mekufya b'derech makif. I haven't had time to get the in it, but it's just a, a thought in. Maybe it needs more reflection, more eon, but uh, I thought uh, that people would, uh, who have anything to add to it, please tell the Chacham Yach Kamaid. just wanted to add that according to the Rebbe's distinction between a Mazik and a Ganav, that the fundamental difference between the nature of the liability of a Mazik is different than the nature of the liability of a Ganav. This can explain also a very interesting question that Mephoshim asks, but as Tirin Medrashim. There's a Medrash that says that Rochel Imenu, when she stole the Trophim from her father, Lovan, that as a result she was punished. Later on, there was um, the fact that she, even though she did it Hashem Shemaim to keep her father away from Avidizara, but still she stole his. Is, uh, she, she stole his, uh, his objects, his property. But Avram Avinu is also a medrash that he broke and smashed the idols of his father. We don't find anywhere in Midrashim that yeah, Avram Avinu was punished for this. He, after all, he was mazik the property of his father. According to the Rebbe, it's, it's a very, very gishmak because Rochle may not engage in, in Gzela, in Geneva. Geneva, even though it's a surah Noah, it's fought a Israel Geneva. So that's why there was still an Israel here. Avram Avinu was mazik, the idols of his father. The idols of his father were also Baha'u'llah. There was no din mazik bechlal. So that's why he wasn't punished.